Broadcasting Network. Welcome, podcasters. <clears throat> this is Jim. We're starting our music section, and we're starting a new, um, a new series tonight. In fact, we're going to be calling it "What Is This Thing Called Love?" And it's um, actually a Cole Porter song. Cole Porter wrote a lot about love, a lot in this title. Some very clever stuff, interesting. But we'll first get started with this, and this is actually the title of the lecture. So the songs are going to be related to the new theme. One, two. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Okay, welcome podcasters. We are on a new theme. Um, I did some of the, coming earlier with some of the music. Um, um, and uh, uh, music really speaks of this new thing, of what is this thing called love? So we moved away from addictions, though there's a lot of addictive behavior in love. Relationships could be very addictive. 
Wait, we're, we got we got love this week. Yeah, we're doing love. Love a new theme. Yeah, love. love for the All fun. right, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll have a lot to say about it, <laughs> um, and your years of experience of love. Um, all right, so the first I just put uh, Gary just put this on the Twitter for me, and the, this kind of speaks of what we're so we we are in love. And what can, what can we honor in each other beyond the call of passion or the momentum of habit and fear? So something, there's a form of love that's called beyond the passion of love. We're going to take the two types of love. But we are in love, if that's the case we're in, or looking for love. What can we honor in each other, that's an important thing. What can we honor in each other beyond the call of passion or the momentum of habit and fear? So that's kind of what we're going to kind of predicate this on. Something that's going to have a, almost a new vision of love. And um, it's, there's different people involved in this little soup I've cooked up. Um, but one one is um is oh uh, god I wish I could of course I can't think of names. I hope I can think of this name is a wonderful philosopher at Nadelman uh, Nadelman uh, Jacob Nadelman. He's um he's at San Francisco University. I don't know if he's retired yet or not. He's about he should be around my age. Um he's a he's a head of the Gurdjieff work in San Francisco. He's written some wonderful books um, and philosophical subjects. Um, Jacob Nadelman. Uh, anyway, it's almost like dedicated to him because uh, I learned a lot from him at um, a couple of conferences many years ago. Uh, so Is he the love doctor? Or that was Leo Buscaglia oh, no, who Buscalia. was the love doctor. He was the lo this guy's kind of closer to the love, the real love doctor. Uh, Leo Buscaglia was the over-the-top love doctor, yeah, right? Yeah, he was. Like, hey! Guy, right, this guy is not over-the-top. Okay, so part one would be the work of love. I remember when I first started with you 29 years ago. No, it's almost... Hold on. It's 18 years ago, though. Oh, okay. Wow. Anyway, and you, you asked me, you said... Um, which really kind of shook me up. You said, how many people do you know that were born out of love? Huh, I said that? Yeah, you did. See, you were even good ah, back then. Yeah. And I um, rattled my cage and thought about it and came up with big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a tough question. Yeah. Now I think I know a few, but it's a few and far between thing. Yeah, and that's what, what we're going to kind of get into tonight a little bit and try to understand that a little better. Whatever the meaning of our lives may be, and this show has a lot of questions that, the meaning of our life, but in some way it has to involve love. At some level, there has to be something in us reaching out. Um, I'm not just talking about a marital love or a relationship love in that way, but more relationship. There's many forms of love, and mothers and brothers, and all different kinds of love. 
Um, so we need to reach out. But the question has to be, but what kind of love? What do, what's the kind of quality of the love contact that we give in life? Almost all the myths and legends and stories that teach us about love and many things in that area, tons of work uh, teaching us about love, that something that propels us to each other. What propels us to each other? And that's usually the love of passion that propels us to each other in passion. But it usually leads to, it leads to somewhere else. It starts off with that, but it leads somewhere else. So um, let me give you a lyric. Um, there is Cole Porter has probably written more about love than any of the composers that they all have in that particular area. But he has written about it playfully, seriously, and um, one I did this morning. What, what year are you talking here, Jim? So people Cole Porter? Know the reference, yeah. Oh, yeah, 19, in the late 30s. In fact, this one is 1929, the one I'm going to lyrics. So he was wondering about this quite a while ago. And he wrote this thing, What is This Thing Called Love? Which we could title this show today. What is this thing called love, he says. This funny thing called love. Just who can solve its mystery? Why should it make a fool of me? Which it usually does. I saw you there one wonderful day. You took my heart and you threw it away. That's why I asked the Lord in heavens above, what is this thing called love? So you can see musically and lyrically, the poets have been thought, thoughtful about it. And we're going to get back to uh, Cole Porter. And I played a couple of Cole Porter songs. That, and he said, um, the mystery of it and the fool it could make of us. It's a force and it can lead us some other direction. Um, Why is it usually the wrong direction? <laughs> You know, I mean, of late, it's been more of a right direction. But when I look back at my past, it always led me down the wrong direction, let's mm -hmm. say. Well, there's things to learn. We go down, we can go down wrong roads with it because that's where we are at the time. But usually we learn something from it. And as years go by, on the shoulders of those old loves that didn't work, uh, Sometimes something new can be built. So there are experiences, uh, and we learn from them. Um, this part I'm calling love and wisdom. Now, somehow love, not just in its passion, but love and w w wisdom. And with everything in our culture, family dramas suggest to us about love is that there's a new understanding of what it means to hold love. Uh, passion gets us to a step in love, but what sustains love, so that it is that it serves us more than just as blazing, transient glimpse of happiness, and then fades away. So we're going to talk about what sustains love. That's a question. Vagina. Okay. Okay, that was a joke, Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. So we have. 
the raw animal part of love, the sex organs, as uh, Ray just mentioned. Okay, um, we're going to explain what's at the heart of, of the great spiritual teachings, philosophy, literature, and what they, there's a lot of learning in those areas, what they said love is. And also what kind of struggle is needed for us to live like those traditions uh, mentioned, those philosophies. It's going to take a special work. It's not just something that happens automatically. There's literally some work in trying to follow a tradition um, that, that these come from. So to grasp this understanding, we're almost talking about a new vision, a new vision of what love could be. With a certain kind of sensitivity needed to help people um, and to help each other. In other words, there's a capacity to open up our hearts. And that's one of the first parts of road that we go down and we're thoughtful of. My heart, I might be hard-hearted now in the wounds I've, I've had in love, but um, what would it be to open my heart? Do you find, like in your experience, and be it where you are, I mean, this has been a lifelong work. Mm -hmm. And the relationship, I mean, the marriage you're in now, I mean, do you, do you, do you put this stuff to tried and tested? Yeah. Um, I'm clearly, uh, at, at my age now, um, I've learned a lot, and, and what Ray said earlier, also a lot that went wrong. And from all those wrong roads, um, I finally met someone that um, it was possible, even though we didn't have it when we started, but that it was possible to, um, to have a sustained love, but we would have to go through all the, uh, the old habits and all the false starts of other times. Um, we, were, we, we had therapy. We needed therapy somewhere along the line in it. That was many years ago, but we used, we used the, um, the road of therapy, and that helped us, and we had somebody that uh, was good. Um, that helped us a little more. Um, but as a matter of um, being more vulnerable, uh, it's beyond going beyond the bright and just passion of it, though that's important, that that stays for years. Um, but get to know what the other needs and exchange needs and know, and then it's very different. I really like, I like the feeling of love at this time in my life better than I ever liked it as a young man. And there's a real difference in it. There's a support, there's a harmony, there's um, I can't think of that word. Uh, there's a way of hanging out, uh, not but it's, okay, um, company. We're really company for each other. 
You can, by the way, you really sense that when you see you together with Lynn. I mean, I've been to, I've seen you guys many times together, but when you do the lectures and, and Lynn participates, you can really feel that without even words, you might not even be speaking to each other, but the way you guys look at each other, the way you are together, and mm -hmm. when you do converse and you sing together on occasion now, and mm -hmm. um, it's, and in witnessing what you have gives like me um, a vision of what something could be, and it, it's really mm -hmm. obvious too when you see you guys together. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, what Ray's speaking about when he said singing is that at the lectures I would play and sing a little bit. So Lynn, usually at my birthday time, so Lynn asked me. You know what? What do you? What would you like for your birthday? And I said I want you to sing to me. And she said, Well, I never sang in my life. So for the next couple of months, we worked out together. She was willing to go through it. It was not easy when people, um, you know, music. When, we, when people don't feel musical, it's almost like painful for them to work out. Almost like what Ray. When he goes through. Everybody knows that every week when I scat <laughs> out of here, everybody can feel that. Right. Um, and uh, but she stayed with it, and I coached her, and um, and then eventually we got to the point where we could sing to each other, and we really, it was really, she really, she really uh, worked hard to to get some simple things down, so that we could do that together. So that's that's what he's referring to. All right. So. We're beginning to see now, if we try to see love at its different levels, we need to discover we live on two infinite levels at once. Two levels at once. Well, one leading us outward toward action in the world, or the world around us. And that's like, you know, the egoic love, and it's a fine love, it's what we strive for. Um, um, and that's important. That's more comes more from our animal nature, socialized, egoic ego add to it. And the other calling calling ourselves to open to ourselves and to the world within. So this one now is not. It's now going related to a couple. They're both doing some work to deepen themselves within. All their teachings in the past, they kind of agree our capacity to live meaningfully, fully, wisely, and compassionately depends entirely on an openness. How open could be? Openness to the higher reaches of our inner work. So when a couple are together, that's a real question about are they together on their inner work? Sometimes... It's just one of them is. Uh, when we started, Lyndon wasn't particularly working in this area. Um, and then she got interested in it, and, and um, she began to work on it, too. Was she interested because you brought it to her attention, or was she interested just on her own accord? Well, she had, she had the capacity. She had the interest somewhere, but it wasn't called on or asked about her. So did you see that prior to getting together? I mean you saw that the capacity was there. Yeah, I saw that she had a certain 
maturity um, and the way she did things. <clears throat> when I met her, she was head of a clinic, and I brought a child there. Um, and I remember walking into the office that day and meeting her for the first time. And at the time, I was in a kind of a nutty relationship with a very young woman. I was like <laughs> going out of my mind with this um, craziness of it. And then I met her. Wow, and I was so... She brought such a sanity and maturity to it that I needed to feel that in comparison to the relationship I was in with a very young woman at the time. And, uh, yeah, so I felt something special there. But she hadn't really started any kind of inner work yet. You know, I've, I've, I've been going to you for a while, but there's been... And only the woman as a, the one woman that as of late that I had been to you with like past you know past the criteria to get it and because no one else ever did it's like mm -hmm. okay I get it this is this is you know for not this is crazy or this is you know they're not they don't get it mm -hmm. and you can now I can kind of do it on my own like who can get it and who doesn't get it like you did with Lynn but um I know what you're. I know what you're yeah. talking about there. Yeah, that's uh, that's very important. As you see, the woman. When I think of the woman over the years and so on, uh, you know, didn't have that. But um, I think most people that I know are uh, at that level one, you know, and kind of don't delve into the the level two a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you see some couples that have been together for years that are just on a cycle of whatever their level one might be and they don't really touch that other part out of whatever fear or whatever it might be and they just exist at that that level like my parents they never touched anything of this that nature that you're speaking of yeah yeah this is this this new kind of vision of possibilities of love are uh, um, not that people in the past didn't know about it but it's much more uh, prevalent now. Uh, and there's been real changes in culture that I don't want to talk about that would allow this even to happen. Hey, Jim, with that said, um, let's hear from Amazon, huh? Because there's books about it on there. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. If you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do. You know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, now, here's something, and I want to go to Cole Porter for this because he just wrote lyrics about people who play with love. We think we can play with, with love, but we're mistaken. In other words, it looks like it's nothing, it's just playful. And that, that love plays with us. We thought we were going to play with it. But love plays with us. 
is more powerful than we are. <clears throat> so love takes us over. We thought we were just going to play with it, and boy, now it kind of now takes us. And before we know it, we're, we're in its spell. So here we are, we're playing with it a little bit, and now we're in its spell. So now it could lead to all kinds of things. So I'm going to tell you what, um, there's a song that, uh, that um, Cole Porter um, wrote that just, it's, um, it really speaks at this playing at love. He called it as long, at long last love. Let me give you the lyrics. Is it an earthquake or simply a shock? Is it the good turtle soup or merely the mock? Is it a cocktail, this feeling of joy, or is it what I feel the real McCoy? Have I the right hunch or have I the wrong? Will it be Bach I shall hear or is it just a Cole Porter song? <laughs> is it a fancy not worth thinking of or is it that long last love. Is it a rainbow or just a mirage? Will it be tender and sweet or merely a massage? Is it a brainstorm and some quirks? Or is it the best, the crest? Is it the works? Is it for all time or simply a lark? Is it the Lido I see or simply Asbury Park? Should I say thumbs up and give it a shove? Or is it the, this long last love? So he's just playing with it. Is it an earthquake? But he really hits the playfulness of it. This is a force that if we play with it, it'll quickly, because it's bigger than us, come quickly suck it into its spell. And then we know for the loves that have gone wrong, the sufferings at those times, the confusion, the unhappiness, the depression, sad, a loss of love. Uh, we've all, and a lot of us have gone through that. So he said it beautifully with long last love. And the melody is kind of cuter. Should have sung it. All right, so many of the old reasons that people held people together in the past no longer are working today. Now, you know, we, we all think of our, well, particularly Ray and I, uh, things that held couples together. I mean, I know in my own world that um, my father, the rumor was that he really, he was a musician, but he was, um, he was deeply connected to a Jewish celloist of a woman, um, but he could never take him home to his Sicilian mother. Uh, we take were, her home. Take her home. Uh, could never take her home to uh, her Sicilian mother. She wouldn't allow uh, for him to uh, marry a no Jews Jewish in the house. Woman. No, no Jews in the Sicilian house. Um, so he, he married my mother, who was Italian. Met her at a parade in Chester, Pennsylvania. He was playing trombone and she was marching, marching as a nurse or something. She wasn't, 
a Red Cross nurse. She wasn't really a nurse, but had the uniform of that. That's where they met. And uh, he took her home to his mother, whom was okay because she was Italian. But the rumor had it that he still kept this other relationship going. That's what the rumor said. Was the rumor true? Oh, I, nobody knows. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, you know and what you know now. Yeah. What do you think? I think it was, yeah. I, my, if I had to go one way or the other, I would think that it, it has. Um, and one thing, when he, it was, uh, he died in an automobile accident around Christmas, the 28th, and so he was laid out, uh, I was called those days laid out, do they still say that? Like the slab kind of thing? Uh, the cold? The uh, funeral, no. No, it's called a wake now. Wake now. <laughs> so, one from, okay, to wake. Were you going to look at the body kind of thing? Yeah, okay. in a coffin. The open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a viewing and a... Viewing, okay. Yeah. Like a memorial. Yeah. Yeah. And that night, a cab drove up, and somebody was outside, heard him say, we're going to get back to the airport because we're taking a New York flight. And two or three people came in. We never saw these people before. Um, and they were like, nailed at the coffin. And they looked at them. They were young. Um, you, saw, you saw these people? Yeah, I saw them. They were there. I didn't see them. I wasn't, when they got out of the cab, that was outside there. Somebody told us later about that. And they said a prayer at the coffin. And they left. And they got in the car and went back to airport to go to New York. Um, someone thought that they were stepchildren. That wow. The way they looked at us. Sounds um, like my dad. Yeah. It's, uh, so that's the only thing that we really had going. Whether it's totally that or not, not sure. Okay. So now, the reasons that kept my people together, and probably Ray and his parents, even much later on, were that first place, women are much more independent. They're economically independent. They're not the slaves of the old times. Uh, they're um, child, um, uh, what was that? Their reproductive freedom, their growing economics, they're independent. So now they've changed it. And there's also lifestyles of changing. It's much different now than in the past. They acted, what acted to keep people together? Well, there's parity now with men and women. Yeah. I mean, I hope so anyway. But it, it feels, because my mom and dad didn't have parity. My dad made the money. You know, my, not that my mom was second fiddle or anything like that, but you, you get that feeling from some couples. Yeah. Or, but, you know, my mom held her own and, and did a lot, but, you know, I, th I hope there's parity now. At least it seems that way. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, women, like women being the stronger of the species. <laughs> you know? That's there. Yeah, women were kept down, but clearly with the, uh, of this modern age, they, and what did I, I want to keep saying, but the one thing that really helped in this area is a reproductive um, freedom that they had and, and the economic freedom that they had. So now they went on their own. They became more professional. And uh, 
became more equal with men. That was great that that happened. So now it became not so much what holds it together. Now, now, in other words, not just depending on the culture to hold it together. Now it's going to depend on choice and one-to-one work together, whether it can make it or not. And sometimes um, personal choice could be as weak as the other one. Um, that blaze, that blaze of love. Now it's going to be much more personal, not depend on too much on the culture to do it. Yeah, like divorce was unheard of, that Absolutely. kind of thing. You know, I mean, I think your mother-in-law was one of the first people in the world to ever get a divorce. Oh, I remember that, Helen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had a divorce like in the 30s, right? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody uh, that you see in A&E biography, every trailblazing woman that, you know, in the 20s and 30s, they, they already had the independence. You know, they had already come up with it. Like, they were, they were way ahead of their time versus, you know, today. You know that, but that, there was always some kind of scandal, or like, "Yep, she left her husband." Can you believe it? Like, yeah, she did. Yeah, he was abusive and a jerk. Imagine wow. that. She did the right thing. Right. You know, and but it was unheard of. You know, like, oh, you can't do that. But yeah, you can. Yeah, we can see that in some of the Asian countries, in Afghanistan and so forth. <clears throat> the way the women are just so held down and just terrible. Though. That's getting a little better. So the emancipation of women, both from the reproductive side and from the economic side and the professional side, now allows them to be on their own and choose the love that work for them. And if it doesn't work, then they, they'll uh, leave it. In the old days, they had to stay no matter what. Okay, I can see where, where are we. Yeah, oh yeah, we're just at the end of the first. We're going to do two sessions today, um, and we're going to continue on with um, the theme of love. There's more that we need to learn about it. Um, and let's go off with a Cole Porter uh, lyric. Um, hey, you know what? I have an idea, Jim. Why don't, you, why don't you sing us out with a Cole Porter song, and then we don't have to scat. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Okay. Um, anyway, let's kind of do a, another one of his, his lyrics. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's take this one. This was from 1930. Our first one was in 29. You can see we're way back. This is in 1936. It's called Easy to Love. You'd be so easy to love, so easy to idolize, all others above, so sweet to waken with, so nice to sit down to eggs, <coughs> eggs and bacon with. We'd be so grand at the game, so careful, carefree together that it doesn't seem a shame, that you can't see your future with me course you'd be so I'm um, sorry that you, you know you, that you can't see your future with me because you'd be so easy to love okay so that'll take care of our first um, 
Uh, we're moving on. Um, we won't do. We don't have to do the scat. We'll just. We'll just move on. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com. That's all. 
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.